0: Grandpa's Christmas The family gathered at the airport arrival gate, parents, Bob and Janet, and their three young children, Melissa, age four, Eric, five, and Patty, six. Bob and Janet were concerned about Grandpa, who was arriving from McCanopy, Florida. Last Christmas, Bob's mother, Elsie, died leaving grandpa to work out being alone for the first time in forty-three years. Elsie had always taken care of him, and now, being in his mid-seventies, it was a matter of serious concern whether he could barely manage to shop, pay bills on time, or keep his doctor's appointments. Grandpa Benjamin was shy and retiring, always looking frail and colorless. There was real fear whether he could even make it another year without Grandma Elsie being there to nurse him. The announcement came on that Florida Flight 211 was arriving. The kids became excited because Grandpa and Grandma visited every year before Christmas bringing gifts and sweet homemade cookies. The best part, on Christmas Eve, was first hearing Grandpa's special story which was different every year and then putting cookies and milk out for Santa before going to bed. Bob and Janet felt differently about Grandpa's visit this year. Would Grandpa be so sad as to ruin the children's Christmas? Would his tears flow when he spoke about Grandma Elsie? Even the strain of flying might be too much for Grandpa Benjamin. Janet had prepared a bedroom just in case he was exhausted and needed to sleep first. The crowd of people began arriving, many looking for their bags on the moving carousel baggage rack. It got louder. Then, Janet saw him. This bent old man shuffling along with a suitcase on wheels which he could barely move along a straight path. He slumped into an airport chair in complete exhaustion. His white hair flew in all directions. His clothes were dumpy and wrinkled. Janet's heart fell. She felt this Christmas would be a disaster. He looked sickly. Janet was shocked but not surprised. Bob, meanwhile, hadn't seen the old man. He touched Janet on the shoulder and pointed in a different direction. Janet, he said, I'm not sure, but look there. He pointed to another man, about 75 years old, I can't tell, but is that Grandpa Benjamin? Janet looked to where he was pointing. No. Definitely. The pictures we have are nothing like him. Bob continued, but there's something familiar about him. Janet? No, look, he's with that young woman there, the one in skinny jeans. But it was Grandpa Benjamin, who had changed into something different entirely. Although his hair was white, it was trimmed in a mullet style. He was wearing boots, blue corduroys, with a black shirt that had written on it, E Street Band, Springsteen and Clarence Clemens, Rock's Greatest Musicians. But most noticeably, he had his arm around the waist of the younger woman accompanying him. Bob and Janet stood in stunned silence. The children suddenly recognized their grandfather and ran to him. It was a joyous meeting with laughter and hugs all around. The parents, Bob and Janet, still shocked, slowly began to move, but were not yet able to manage a credible smile. The sight of the new, renewed grandpa was just too much for them. On the ride home, Bob and Janet learned that the younger woman's name was Jean, and she lived in the trailer just next to Ben's. They had known each other for years. Jean said that Ben often came over to check on things that needed fixing. Sometimes Jean visited Ben and Grandma Elsie and sit in the space between the two trailers, drinking iced tea and watching the brilliant sunsets. Jean was in real estate. She enjoyed traveling, and when Ben told her he was visiting for Christmas, he invited her along. Unfortunately, he had failed to tell his son and daughter-in-law. So, Ben said, is it all right for Jean to stay with y'all this Christmas? It was not so much a request, but a statement. She won't take up any more space, Ben explained. Because we be together now. And that's just how it happened when Ben arrived. Well Christmas dinner was the traditional grand meal. Grandpa Ben seemed energized throughout the meal. There was no mention of Grandma Elsie, only about Jean's stories and the plans for their cruise in mid-January to Panama, Costa Rica, and Belize. It was getting later, almost the children's bedtime. The older daughter, Patty, said, Grandpa, please tell us your Christmas story. The one last year was great. And what do you have to tell this year? Melissa and Eric broke in, clapping and laughing. Please, Grandpa, said Eric, please tell us a story. Tiny Melissa could only add, Please, Grandpa. Okay, children, Grandpa Ben began. It was the night before Christmas. The snow was falling, and all the animals stayed close in their nesting places. The moon filtered through the falling snow, and although frosty, it didn't seem cold because the wind had disappeared and the moon's brightness shone all around. It was a magical night he continued. The little mouse lived between the roots of the old tree. He slept in a tiny matchbox for his bed. He was snug and warm underneath a folded handkerchief, which he used as his blanket. Soon he was asleep, dreaming about his mouse Christmas. Grandpa Ben interrupted his story. You children might be surprised, but many of the things a mouse eats are the things that you like most, like chocolate or peanut butter. But mostly he liked seeds and nuts, so Clarence is a mouse, and let's call him Clarence, because that was his name. He dreamed about all kinds of foods to eat, but most of all he dreamed of chocolate and nuts for his Christmas dinner now children although clarence lived between the roots of the old tree he had a neighbor an owl living in the branches of the tree and his name was screech you know that's the sound owls make screech was a bachelor owl he lived alone he made his nest very comfortably he had a bookshelf with books Sometimes he would read late at night when the moon was full and bright. Tonight the moon was bright, and Screech had just put his last book away and slipped into his bed made more comfortable with his owl feathers. Soon Screech fell asleep and began dreaming of Christmas. In Screech's dream he dreamt of a huge dinner with all his favorite foods including insects, worms, spiders. But what he most dreamt of as delicious was the side roast of mouse fresh from the grocery. Now children you have to understand that even though you don't eat spiders and insects but owls do and that's just right for them. Ben continued, Then walking around the tree, making small footprints in the snow, was Jonathan, the fox. He had a family, and as yet he hadn't found anything to give them for Christmas. As a father, he knew his duty was to put his children first, so what was he to do? Ben continued, Children, you might be surprised to know that foxes like different foods, including things like berries, peanuts, and cheese. He couldn't find those foods around here, so he went back to the shelter of the branches and twigs he collected, near the old tree, and fell asleep, still hungry. Soon he was dreaming of Christmas Day. Christmas is a magical day, not only for us, but for all the creatures that live nearby or far away. And everyone sometimes dreams of things that they long for. Jonathan dreamed of delicious foods, but there is one food in particular that seemed better than all the others. Jonathan the fox dreamed of Christmas dinner served with a fancy and delicious serving of owl. He could see it on his table, surrounded by his family and the little fox children joining in prayer and thanksgiving. That was his dream, just in like in your dreams. You think and imagine of the things you like best. Here Ben paused, aware that the children were becoming sleepy. Eric was the first to speak again. So Grandpa, what happened when they woke up? Was it Christmas then? What happened? Ben began, but slowly. It became Christmas. It was the most beautiful day of the year. The sun shone brightly and the snow-reflected light that spread over all the trees, over the grass sprouting through in little patches, and made everything even more beautiful. Wisps of powdered snow fell from the branches, making little puffs of white crystals disappear into the cold air. But Grandpa said, Eric, what about the animals? What did they get for Christmas? Patty chimed in, saying, Yes, Grandpa. What did Eric the Mouse, Screech the Owl, and Jonathan the Fox get for Christmas? Here, Grandpa Ben paused even longer than before. In fact, he waited half a minute before continuing, making the ending of the story as compelling as possible. Even Melissa couldn't wait any longer. What did the animals get for Christmas, Grandpa? Grandpa stopped for several more seconds before saying, They got everything they wanted, he concluded. Little Melissa laughed and jumped for joy. Oh, Grandpa, that's a wonderful story. They got everything they wanted. Even Eric and Patty clapped hands and cheered. Everything they wanted. Grandpa, what a wonderful story. The children were so happy because the story ended happily. But their parents, Janet and Bob, stayed silent. This Christmas belonged to Grandpa Ben. The End, and Happy Christmas! Deck the Halls, B by Kevin McLeod is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license.